This week on Dueling Review, we review Spider-Man Noir number one from Marvel Comics. Murder and mystery in the mighty Marvel Manor. Dateline, 1939. As the specter of war looms on the horizon, Spider-Man Noir fights the good fight at home, stopping the injustices of more friendly neighborhood variety. But after a dame is murdered at the Black Cat nightclub and the all-clues point overseas, Spidey will have no choice but to board the next flight to Europe and kick off a globe-trotting adventure through yesteryear of the Marvel Universe. Spider-Man Noir number one this week. I think we get a we get a Noir Spider-Man, uh, mainly because it's some holdovers from the greatest Spider-Man movie of all time, Spider-Man Into the Universe, where uh, Nicolas Cage... Into the Spider-Verse, by the way. What's that? Into the Spider-Verse. Yeah, Into the Spider-Verse. Yep, exactly. Um, good job. And uh, so I think Nicolas Cage breathes some new life into this character who we haven't seen. I'm trying to remember when the last time we saw Spider-Man Noir. Would have been during the events of the Spider-Geddon crossover. Which would have been like, what, three years ago? Mm, actually, he may have been in Edge of Venomverse now that I think about mm. it. Well, he's been floating he's... around, but he hasn't had his own. What was it? Wasn't it Spider-Man Noir with the uh, where he hides into the shadows? Or am I thinking of Spider-Man Dark? I don't know. Spider-Man Noir had his own books uh, yeah. back in 2008 yeah, as part of the, the Noir line. Of. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking of. And so it's been a while a good... since he's been around. So it's good to uh, maybe see him back in the covers again. Yes, no? As with any character, I think it's going to come down to the execution, especially when you're dealing with a multiversal counterpart of somebody that we already know. I mean, this is a Peter Parker. Yeah. So the success of a Peter Parker may not be the same as it would be if this were a different guy. So I think it's good to have him back. I've always kind of liked the idea of Spider-Man Noir more than the execution. So did you enjoy, I'm hoping they can pull it off this time. Did you enjoy this issue? I enjoyed the dialogue a lot. I enjoyed the fact that you could hear this tone of voice in everything that he said. See? What do you think? Ding, ding. What's the racket? You know, it's one of those wonderful moments where Spider-Man's first lines are not at my bank, not on my street, not on my watch. I'm like, yeah, yeah I like that. Um, it, and at one point he's, he's something like, ah, what do you think of that? See, I like the, the Jameson bits. I really enjoy just the overall tone of the, the whole, you know, Raymond Chandler circa 1930 something. Yeah, except it's not, gimmick. though. I mean, that's not that's not how they talk. Uh, if you go back and read those old pulps, this is a oh, I don't. an ideal. Uh, this is an ideal of what people think people in the 1930s talked about and what the pulps were in the 1930s. So to me, yeah, it was nice to kind of see that someone's really leaning into um, into the time period and trying to pull out the the sound and the voice of right. what we idealize or romanticize about the period but it's not really the way <laughs> if you go back and read it's, chandler you go back and read uh, other pulp stuff from that time period it's not it's not quite that way um yeah, it's, so it's it's, 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 it's like a the, giant the exaggeration just like stuff. you would yeah it's an exaggeration just like you would find in any comic book uh, an exaggeration of of everything i did like it though because you do have the spider-man the shadow you know you have the the avenger kind of all mixed into one uh, in this book. So I think that that brings some interesting bits to uh, the story. I 
I have I have some confusion on who knows who Peter Parker and Spider-Man are uh, because there's scenes where he's being Spider-Man and crashing mm-hmm. cars. And then, you know, the next scene over, Jameson's walking up to him and he's got goggles around his neck. And then a few panels later, he switched to glasses. And then, I mean, the whole the whole costuming thing kind of flips back and forth a lot to where the only people we know in the issue who know who Spider-Man is, uh, is Mary Jane and Aunt May. Right. And so I find that very fascinating. Um, so I was, you know, that's a little bit of confusion there, especially when it gets into the whole library scene where suddenly his, he's using his spider webs and the woman was like, Oh, here's this man that I checked the books out to. Oh, he's Spider-Man or is he not? And people just kind of disregard this guy that a minute ago was wearing glasses or goggles and, or, or what is it? And so that's, that's very confusing as far as visual storytelling goes. Um, I can definitely see that. Yeah. And then there's also the, uh, the whole Indiana Jones vibe, which I kind of, I kind of dug that. Yeah. Uh, that, that's very much, that is intentional and overt when you get to the end and we have the map and the, the planes flying across it. I'm like, yeah, they're doing an mm-hmm. Indiana Jones riff mm-hmm. here. Now, on the other hand, what is, you know, uh, while the dialogue is not maybe necessarily right out of pulps, or even out of the radio uh, serials. Um, what is out of the pulps is how this mystery is set up, right? Somebody's dead. You find this necklace. You'd go and do some investigation. Somebody's trying to rub you out. And then you go to a museum, and then that leads into a a deeper mystery, which I thought from that point, um, the pulp narrative, the the flow and the the points that you have to hit at certain certain points in the story, were well done from that, from that aspect. All yeah. right. Okay, no no thoughts, no reactions? <laughs> well, I'm not really sure. I mean, I agree, obviously. It's one of those books where when I was done with it, I was like, yeah, that was pretty okay. I didn't necessarily feel like everything was clicking on 150 cylinders. I didn't really feel like there was a lot of the carryover from the Nicolas Cage version, who was as far as I could tell, a modern Spider-Man in into the Spider-Verse, but I liked it. I liked it a lot better than previous volumes of Spider-Man Noir, which, mm-hmm. you know, as, as a whole kind of annoyed me and not just because of the name. But yeah, I feel like this is a successful first chapter of a, you know, of a serial, The Adventures of Captain Marvel or mm-hmm. Captain Africa mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. Captain Whoever. Mm-hmm. I feel like the influence of the spider and the shadow yeah. definitely, you know, makes makes this feel like a more natural fit than if we were doing like a noir version of the Fantastic Four or Superman. Yeah, because I who feel else, like Spider Man is more more easily fitted into these. Yeah, because who else was in that noir? It was like Luke Cage was oh, he everybody. one of those, the, uh, or Iron Fist the was X-Men, one of those. I oh, think were they, they did okay. a Fantastic Four noir? Yeah, I couldn't remember all the ones that were part of that, but it, it did seem like everyone took to the Spider Man one uh, quite yeah, a bit. It was, it, well, and it was one of those you know uh, overarching things where everybody kind of got a take on it, but they weren't necessarily particularly successful. I'm pretty sure there was an Iron Man noir, which didn't make any sense to me. Then you're, you know, your usual suspects, your daredevil, your punisher, your Wolverine. But Mm -hmm. I was, um, the art in this was not to my liking. Like you said, this didn't feel like it was firing on all cylinders. Right. And that's what I kind of agree all the way through is that there's a lot of aspects and especially there are just didn't, 
didn't sit right with me. Proportions kept changing. And uh-huh. like I said, the whole thing with the glasses, goggles, mask thing uh, kept being somewhat annoying uh, throughout the throughout the issue. So uh-huh. I, I didn't know what you thought of the art. I didn't love it. I mean, I didn't dislike it. It wasn't like actively angry, but yeah, there were points in it where I was just like, man, the facial structure is just not working here. Yeah. The big action set pieces, I feel like they worked. That opening sequence of Spider-Man attacking mm-hmm. Bonnie and Clyde's uh, roadster yeah, or whatever that was, I felt like that was really good. The thing that that is kind of disappointing is that you have really good backgrounds you have really good cars ferrera does really good settings really you know awesome rainy new york streets Mm -hmm. and locations as well yeah and i i I feel like the faces and the proportions and the bodies kind of fell down i mean this really did feel like a very 1937 new york city kind of story Mm -hmm. you know based of course on the pop culture that i've seen i wasn't actually around for that I know you were, you were, you're old, but yeah, I liked most of the art, but I also feel like there's a sequence where uh, Peter and Mary Jane get something in their eyes Yeah, and then we cut to indoors and they're both looking in the mirror and they're both staring directly at the reader and it is the creepiest panel in the universe. It <laughs> yeah. is horrifying, but I, but I guess especially looking- Peter. Peter is like gazing into my soul and I'm like, just leave me alone. Spider-Man noir. Yeah. Stop talking like Nicolas Cage. Yeah. Did you hear Nicolas Cage? Is that who you were hearing? Because I didn't. No, actually, I did not hear Nicolas Cage. Okay. Uh, I heard one of the Fire Sign Theater guys talking like this throughout the whole thing. Yeah. Narrating everything in the adventures of Nick Danger, Third Eye. Yeah, I guess which I again, just... you know, is my touchstone for 30s, yeah. you know, pulp type noir stories. Yeah, really. I guess I just um, the yeah, I think the the backgrounds are fantastic. The weird colored pencil, whatever they have going on for the coloring, this I wasn't a huge fan of. But yeah, the, I like. the the proportions and especially the the costume that Peter Parker is wearing is he Spider Man or is he a detective? And if he's a tech detective, why is he wearing a vest over his turtleneck? That's not a that's not that's a style. I don't. I, I, it I, just it just is weird. Is I what it like is. the coloring, but then I also you know I freely admit that my colors are not good, and I'm almost certain that what I'm seeing in the first few chapters as, you know, kind of a gold tone. Yeah. It, it's that way. It's, a, it's okay. They, they I was thinking it's probably greener. Yeah. It's got a, it's kind of like a, an ochre color to it. Um, maybe a yeah. little bit lighter than that, but yeah, you're not, you're not wrong on, on that. Uh, the, okay. the main colors in the book are green, blue, black, and red or the ochre color, that right. golden and color. The, the red, I think the use of the red for, you know, just kind of a pop here and there, Mm-hmm. You know, the blood, Mary Jane's hair, Spider-Man's spider sense. I like the use of the red as just an accent. Yeah. Because it really, really pops. Jameson has a red tie when he shows up. Mm -hmm. You get these moments where it's like, I really enjoyed the coloring. I felt like the coloring may be the most successful part of the visual for me because it's kind of evoking a sepia tone, you know, old school movie without being an obvious sepia tone effect. And it worked for me because it's, you know, it's trying to do something, but also look modern in the coloring, at least. And yeah, I feel I like guess it's that just, really. It's not the use of colors that bother mm-hmm. me, right? It's the the weird. Palette. Yeah, no, it's not even the palette. It's it's just the style and the coloring is literally it feels like 
you've got some smudgy yeah you had some pencils and then you drew over it harder without you know i'm, I'm used to line you know a harder line weight line uh for mm-hmm. characters and stuff and so and it doesn't even go into alex ross we're painting this category uh category it is kind of like now we're smudging some chalk or uh colored pencil to right. create the color char- i was thinking like charcoal yeah maybe that's know, what it is maybe pencils. charcoal a bit more and it just that's not I've complained about this type of coloring before that it's not my style, but the color palette and the use of color are fine. I just don't like the, the final rendering just looks, looks off to me. I think they're going for kind of a whole, you know, chiaroscuro kind of thing. And again, you know, when it comes to these type of things, I feel like it is definitely in the eye of the beholder. I felt like it worked. I really enjoyed, you know, there's a scene where um, Spider-Man is in the library. Mm Mm-hmm. And he leaps up in the background. There's a little bit of like motion blur around him, yeah. but you can actually see what look like brush strokes or pencil strokes in the, in the background. Mm-hmm. I like that. I felt like that was really kind of neat, but you know, it's also very obviously a digital effect. And I know that you are susceptible to hating obvious digital effects, yeah. especially if it's something that feels like, you know, an you're, off the rack faking it. Yeah. We, we put a filter on it, you know? Yeah, and maybe that's, but, I, I don't know if that's what they're doing, but y- yeah, may, maybe that's what it is. I don't know. I just, well, I didn't, I didn't care for it. It was the thing that turned me off the most right. on the issue. Um, I think for me, it was the, the eyes and the faces. Yeah. The faces probably are a little the weird. Negative. Yeah. 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 So overall, I mean, I enjoyed it. I liked it. Uh, I didn't hate it. Uh, I would, I would read again. Uh, I would buy the second issue. Uh, I think you need to probably be a Spider-Man noir uh, fan number one uh, to really get into this. Or if you're looking for something different, if you did like Spider-Man um, into the Spider-Verse, then mm-hmm. then go ahead and pick this up. This isn't uh, this isn't pure black and white, which I think I'd be maybe a little bit more interested to see what this would have looked like in just pure black and white to see what you right. could have done with the heavy shadows and really bring out the dark feeling of you know, a, of a, of a 1930s, you know, pulp uh, movie. I, I think right. if it was in pure black and white. It might've actually been even better. Um, but you know, this is fine. Uh, it's a, it's a fine book. And I think that a lot of people would enjoy it, especially if you have some familiarity with uh, some of these errors, eras and these uh, types of storytelling. I, I, I don't think you could really go wrong here. So I'm going to say it's, it's good. Um, but there's things that I just didn't care for. Yeah, I wish that uh, this costume in its entirety was available in PS4 Spider-Man because oh, yeah, I would love you're to have the, a cool fedora. Oh, so the fedora is not. Do you get the trench coat? No, you get um, a you get a vest and you get yeah. a big high collar. Yeah. And the you have the, you know, 30s style uh, flare goggles. Mm hmm. Uh, there, there are actually a couple of takes because there's also the night monkey costume, which is in action, virtually indistinguishable from the noir suit. But yeah, the noir suit in the the game is much more, you know, armory, technologically leather, 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 mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, overbalanced thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so uh, good, uh, good review from you. You're going to go pick up the second issue? Probably not. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> that's kind of the thing about it. It's a good, solid book. I enjoyed reading it. I feel like if we were given its star ratings, I would go a full star and a half higher than any previous noir uh, noir outing for Spider-Man. Okay. But all in all, I don't feel like I'm immediately going to rush out into buying Frenzy for two. Now, 
that does not mean that 30 days from now on a Saturday or Sunday, I'm not going to be sitting there and going, hey, I should review Spider-Man Noir number two. Definitely put that on the site and go, hey, this is a follow-up to our dueling review because I like yeah. to do that. But yeah. And also, you know, I don't know the, that I'm going to make a point of finding it. You know that there's going to be Nazis in upcoming parts of the story. Oh, God, yes. And the Ark of the Covenant. Yeah, probably. You know, it looks like they're going to uh, Istanbul, uh, not Constantinople at, at some point in the uh, story. I've heard so, that, you know, because yeah, nobody's business but the Turks. It's foreshadowing, you know. Your there's key, Rome, quality Constantinople, Babylon, Cairo. Yeah, all the, all the ancient Byzantine uh, locations. All right, how did we land here this week? Well, you, our dear, 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 dear listeners, dear, our dear, dear, favorite dear, dear, people dear, 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 of all time, went over to patreon.com slash major spoilers and you looked at the list of comics coming out next week and in the comment section you said oh i really really want you guys to review spider-man noir and uh and because it received as many votes as it did it made the list except this week i was blown away by the number of people that went over and cast their votes this week normally we have less than 10 but we had more than 10 this past week in fact, we had an even number of votes. Well, not an even number of votes. We had an even number of requests for us to review two books. One of them was Spider-Man Noir, and the other one was Strange Academy number one. So instead of just flipping a coin and seeing which one we were going to do, we decided we're going to do both issues. Now, here's what you need to do. If you want to listen to a bonus dueling review episode where we break down Strange Academy number one, what you need to do is head over to patreon.com slash major spoilers. This episode's going to be there and we're going to make it available for free to everyone. So it's free to everyone. You just have to go to patreon.com slash major spoilers and you'll find Strange Academy number one just waiting there for you. And maybe while you're over there, you'll uh, cast your vote for next week's uh, dueling review comic pick. And maybe you'll poke around and find some other things, Matthew. Yeah. And you know what you could find? What? You could find Why Do You Hate Me, where uh, the major spoilers, the, the universe, the faithful spoilerites torture me. You could find, if you're a fan of Critical Hit, I believe that the level 27 character sheets are going up. They're starting to appear, correct? Yep. You can find the, uh, there's not one this week, but the Flashback Podcast. That's which is right. A, a specific podcast it is exclusive and of course you get the behind the scenes you get the major spoilers pre-show which is one of my favorite parts of doing major spoilers on tuesday night it reminds me of the days when we would do just the it's a saturday show and we would be like you know what would be fun to talk about lobster i still miss the days when we did word association but apparently nobody else does those are my favorite shows mm. So you so, would have a chance to look at all of that content, and the best part is, this is the best part, every time you go to Major Spoilers as a patron, you are helping to make sure that all of the content that you love continues happening. Major Spoilers only works because of faithful spoilerites and patrons like you, but if you're not a patron and you still want to vote on next week's Dueling Review, you can do that. You don't even have to be a patron to vote. That is correct. And coming out next week from Boom Studios, we have BB Free number three. Jim Henson's The Power of the Dark Crystal Trade Paperback Volume 3. Also, this really scary look, and I posted a preview of this on the Majorspoilers.com website. Jim Henson's Storyteller, Ghost Number 1. Oh, just the cover of that gave me some, some creepy chills. Uh, Dark Horse Comics next week has Blackwood Morning After Number 2. ElfQuest Stargazer's Hunt Number 3 of 8. 
Uh, let's see. Oh, the Machine Gun Wizards gets a trade paperback. Uh, we uh, reviewed that on the Major Spoilers podcast. Also, Tales from Harrow County, Death's Choir number four, the final issue in that miniseries. DC Comics next week has Batman and the Outsiders number 11, Batman's Grave number six, Dollar Comics Batman 428. So if you want to get a comic for a buck and you want to reprint, you can get Batman number 428. Also, Dollhouse Family number five, the penultimate issue there, Hawkman 22, RWBY number six, Superman number 21, and Young Justice number 14. Uh, over at Dynamite Entertainment, it's Black Terror number five, Chastity number five, Deja Thoris number four, Vampirilla Red Sonia number seven, and it looks like uh, Vengeance of Vampirilla number five, you get a limited edition ver- uh, virgin cover for 50 bucks. Mm. IDW Publishing next week. Ooh. Uh, we have Care Bears, the trade paperback, volume one, Unlock the Magic for only 10 bucks. Read Only Memories, number three, the next to last issue there. And TMNT Ongoing, number 101, gets a second printing. And Uncle Scrooge, number 55, lands at stores. Oh, my gosh. Uncle Scrooge, number 55. This better have a lot of pages in it. It is a $6 comic. Also, Judge Dread uh, 100-page Giant is also a $6 comic next week. So Uncle Scrooge 55 must be pretty big because all the rest of... Uh, the IDW stuff is three ninety nine, except for the stuff book. that's not. Yeah, it's three hundred and fifty pages. Well, and it also could be because it is Disney comics. Because I'm looking, the Disney comics and stories number eleven is also five ninety nine. So maybe some of their licensed stuff has to be a little bit more expensive. Oof. All right, Image Comics next week. Decorum number one, Moonshine number seventeen. I'm really surprised that issue, that series is still going. Uh, Snot Girl number fifteen, and not because it's uh felt like it was bad or anything. It was just felt like it was a limited run series. So same way with snot girl, snot girl, number 15 and stealth. Number one launches next week at image comics, Marvel comics, Marvel comics, Matthew doesn't look like we have any carnage next week, Matthew. Well, good. (laughs) We do. However, have amazing Spider-Man number 41, Ant-Man number three, uh, cable number one, uh, ghost rider, number six, Immortal Hulk, number 32. Jessica Jones, Blind Spot, number five. Star Wars, Darth Vader, number two. Star Wars, Bounty Hunters, number one. Oh, we do have a kind of carnage, but not really. It's Symbiote Spider-Man, Alien Reality, number four. Symbiotic Spider-Man. Symbiote Spider-Man. Also, Venom, number 24. And X-Men, number eight. There you go. Uh, Empire doesn't uh, come out for another couple of weeks yet, but Gwen Stacy number two does arrive. Uh, Comics and all the rest category. What do we have here? We have Bloodshot gets a new arc with issue number seven. Casper's Spooksville number three. Oh, let's see. What else do we have? Ignition City number two. I don't know who that is by, but that is a six dollar book. Lady Death has a ton of comics coming out next week. Uh, If you want to see Lady Death paired with somebody else. There's a good chance that there's an issue for you next week, including Lady Death, Leather and Lace, 2005, Platinum Foil Variant Cover for $6. Wow. Uh, Let's see. North Bend, number one. Ray, number five. Robin Hood Vigilante, number five. And Sweetheart, number one. Those are just some of the comics that you could let us know that you want us to review on next week's Dueling Review. And where do people need to head once again, Matthew? Patreon.com forward slash major spoilers yep look for the one for march 11th 2020 
All right, that is going to wrap it up for this installment of Dueling Review. Like I said, if you want to hear a bonus episode, a free bonus episode where we take a look at Strange Academy, put your browser at patreon.com slash major spoilers. It's going to be up there in just a few minutes. And uh, we'll be back next time to review a comic that you choose. And maybe you will get to hear Matthew say... Tarquin, Fim Tim, Lim Bim, Wim Bim, Tim Bim, Bust Up, Tang, Tangle, A Biscuit Barrel. This podcast is copyright 2020 by Major Spoilers Entertainment, LLC.